0: This is the Morning Monorail Podcast. Please stand clear of the doors. To our new passengers, we welcome you aboard our highway in the sky. It is a beautiful monorail morning. And this is the Morning Monorail. Welcome back to the show. This is Justin Monorail. You have found the Morning Monorail podcast this Friday, February the 26th, 2021. Thank you so much for joining us once again. I hope you've had a great week and I hope you are ready for the weekend. I know that I am. I can't wait to get to it. I don't think we really have anything planned, but you know what? That sounds pretty good to me. Who knows, maybe we'll find something fun to squeeze in there, but whether you've got big plans, whether you've got a lazy weekend planned, I hope you have a good one, and I am happy to be here kicking off your weekend with you. Today is Friday, and I know that just recently we started a whole new concept for Fridays called Feature Friday. We're going to depart from that today, (laughs) just today, if you'll allow me, reason being On Thursday, February the 25th, I spent my first ever solo day in the Universal Studios Parks. Universal Orlando, I guess I should say. One's the studio. The other is an island of adventure, or multiple islands. Well, you know, we'll get the singulars and plurals right at some point, but what matters is I hadn't gone to the Universal Parks on my own. I had the opportunity to do that this week. I decided to do it for a couple reasons. One... I haven't been to the parks, any parks, in weeks. And I was jonesing to get back into the theme parks. The other reason is because right now Universal has a very special festival going on, their Mardi Gras Festival. And while it's different this year, I have never experienced the Mardi Gras Festival at Universal. And I wanted to go check it out. One of the things I knew about it is that this year's festival is focused on food. Tasty treats. You all know. Tasty Treat's a very big deal around the morning monorail household, and so with Sam doing her 75 hard challenge right now, and the kids, well, McKenna's a little more into food, but Garrett not being that interested, I felt like maybe this is something I needed to scout out on my own. Apologies to my friend Bob, Cocktail Bob, a good buddy down here in Florida, who, uh, Called me out a little bit for not letting him know I was going on this adventure yesterday Thursday. Um, Sorry about that, man. I it was kind of a last minute decision. Not that I wouldn't have enjoyed you being there with me. I think we could have had a blast, but uh, we'll do it next time. I'll make sure to even if it's last minute, I'll give you a heads up that I'm going. But accept my apology over the airwaves right here and now, and know that I didn't intend to leave you out of the plan. I just got caught up in the excitement of going. And I didn't tell anybody, but my family. (laughs) And then I went and I tweeted about it and it was on the Instagram and it was on the morning monorail Facebook group. And I hope that you all forgive the fact that I blew up our social medias on Thursday with universal content. But, you know, we've been a little more loosey goosey with that over the last year, especially after the parks closed down in March of 2020 due to COVID. And then when they started reopening universal opened first and, That's really what inspired us to get our Universal annual passes, because with Disney closed down, there wasn't a lot of news to talk about. I mean, sure, we could generate things to talk about. We know how to do that, but we thought we better open it up and get some experiences in the theme parks. And being that we didn't have a lot of Universal experience, it gave us the chance to get in there and do a lot of things for the first time. Um, Once Disney opened back up, we started to neglect Universal again. Because we spend a lot of our weekends in theme parks going to Disney. That's our home. That's what we love. That's where we like to be. It's definitely more our speed. But Universal's got a lot of strengths. And I know that I make the joke that it's the park that shall not be named on this podcast. That's part of the shtick. You all should know it's it's a thing. It's a joke. I'm putting you on a little bit. Pulling your leg. I don't hate Universal. I got nothing against it. I just feel like I know that people listen to this show for the Disney content. I know that people follow our socials because we're a Disney brand, an unofficial Disney brand, and that's why you associate with us. So I I get that, but I hope that you will forgive that occasionally here and there we're going to be throwing in this universal content and it won't make you too upset or alienate you. Hey, listen, I fought my butt off to make sure that Ultimate Universal Talk didn't take over this show back when Landon tried to start it nearly two years ago on April Fool's Day um, I know it was kind of a coincidence that it fell on April Fool's Day but Landon did a takeover of the show he tried to start Ultimate Universal Talk with Garrett by his side um, They were gonna. it was going to be a two-hander and I, I was able to talk him out of that and get him back on the Disney track so we're not doing that We're not turning to ultimate universal talk. This is just going to be some additional universal content here on your Disney podcast. Forgive me. I've asked for your forgiveness. I don't know what else to do. If you don't want to listen to this one, that's okay. That's kind of what's good about this podcast coming out every day of the week. If we're talking about something that day you don't want to listen to, you can skip it. We'll probably talk about something you're interested in next time, and we'll be happy to have you then, but... If you will indulge me, I wanted to share my story of going to Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure today, well, in the past, Thursday, (laughs) February the 25th. This is a very fresh podcast. I don't know if you all knew this. Last week, the Friday show was recorded at about 11 o'clock p.m. on Thursday, the day before, um, and then it was edited and released into the wild very quickly after that. It's about 9.20 20. On Thursday right now so I'm not gonna make a habit of this the reason I'm doing it is because I have reached out to some folks about getting me some content to share on feature Friday and I haven't gotten that yet and I'm just giving them plenty of time by the way if you're hearing this and you know who you are you need to be sending me those either the write-ups the promos the audio clips whatever it may be send it over happy to share it on feature Friday do it right now in the middle of the... You, you know, it's really your fault that I'm doing a Universal show today. If you want to break it down, t- take the blame off me. It is my friends and di- fellow Disney content creators that I'm throwing under the bus. Yeah, take that. A little piece of your own medicine for once. I hope... How you like the taste? You need a spoonful of sugar? The Sherman Brothers sure could sing about it. I don't know if it's going to help you now. Mm-mm-mm. Well a spoonful of sugar is going to be a good segue for me. Let's get into my experience at Universal on Thursday, February 25th, 2021. So again, right now, Universal is in the middle of their Mardi Gras celebration. They're calling it a Taste of Carnival. It runs every day, February 6th through March 28th, and it's included... In your past, if you're going to Universal Studios, that's where the action is. Not in Islands of Adventure. It all it, It's all happening over in the Studios Park. Now, typically, now, I, I have not experienced it in the past, so I'm just talking based on what I've read and what I know about. This was a much bigger thing. They would have a concert series that would have some interesting acts performing. I think last year they had acts such as Sugar Ray, Flow Rider, Cool in the Gang, uh, the Roots, Belle Biv Vaux, those sorts of things, playing once a week, uh, hitting that stage right there. Um, what do they call that stage? See, I don't even know. There's a stage um, right under Rip Ride Rocket, and it's like an amphitheater. And I don't know what they call that space, but it's it's a music, music plaza stage, maybe? Either way, that's where the shows happen. And they've got a couple screens on either side, and, and and that's something that would draw crowds. Additionally, they would actually do Mardi Gras parades. They'd have floats going down the streets of the studios. They'd throw beads at people, and uh, maybe you know, you'd know you get to see some, some people dressed up in costume, their Mardi Gras costume, their fancy glittery best, and it would be a big thing. But as you can imagine, having a, an event like that would cause a lot of... Uh, crowding. It would it would cause people to probably not really social distance, and, and right now Universal is doing their best to try to promote safety and health, and so based on that, they've modified Mardi Gras this year. I don't know what they did last year because, again, I didn't go. Maybe it was unchanged because it happened... I don't know. If it started in early February... Things started to get kind of crazy around mid-February, and then mid-March, everything was shut down. Who knows? I, if if you experienced Mardi Gras last year at Universal, I'd love to know exactly how that went. But in in this case, um, I I don't know because I don't have the first-hand experience. But here's what they're doing this year to change it up. So they do have the floats, but they're out strategically placed around the park, not just up in the front. I guess the Mardi Gras stuff was usually focused up near the front of Universal Studios, but it's spread out all around the park. They've got them strategically placed. Throughout the day, there are Mardi Gras, I guess, street performers, entertainers, people in Mardi Gras costumes that are either around those floats that are maybe walking around on stilts or just walking around on the ground, or they're physically on the floats themselves. And they're throwing out beads. You walk by, and I just gotta tell you, you better have your head on a swivel when you're walking by those people because they are ready to hit you with beads. If you're not looking, you're probably gonna get pelted. Take it from me, first-hand experience. (laughs) I was looking most of the time, and I still got pelted here and there. And that's fine. I came home with, I'm going to say, a good baker's dozen worth of the free beads. Maybe a little more. I got one of every color, I think, and then I got a few duplicates. So that's nice. It's fun to see people walking around with the beads on. It's It's fun to get that interaction, too. And they do have social distancing markers on the ground around those floats. In, in, in case too many people gather up, they space, you know, ask you to space out. They throw the beads and they try to spread them out uh, as much as possible. And then, um, and then they, they want you to kind of move on eventually. The other thing I noticed today, and I guess they've been doing this, is um, the costumed characters seem to be out a little bit more. So I saw Squidward, SpongeBob, and Patrick out today. I saw Diego from uh, you know the Nickelodeon Junior Nick Junior show, um, Go Diego Go. He had beads. He was throwing beads at people. Thought that was kind of weird. I felt like today I saw more of that than I had in the past. But you know, maybe I don't pay attention, and maybe they're out there all the time. No concerts going on right now. Um, they've got the stage all decked out as if they could do concerts, but I don't. I don't think they're. You know, they're not even doing like any surprise shows. Um, the blues brothers are performing as they typically do. I don't think that's a special thing for Mardi Gras, but they are out there. But the big news, the big thing that's happening are the food booths. Now, I don't know if this is brand new for this year. I don't, I don't know if it was influenced by the fact that the monorail family loves food so much and universal was trying to find a way to bring us in. Let's say that's maybe what it was, but they have food booths all around the park. And, The idea is that these are supposed to be the international flavors of carnival from around the world. So it's all sorts of foods that that people might make for, you know, to celebrate the holiday. And you've got representation from the Bahamas, Belgium, Brazil, Canada, Colombia, Cuba, France, Germany, Italy, New Orleans, Puerto Rico, Spain, and Trinidad and Tobago. So much stuff. And a lot of it is so tempting. And yes, they've got food. They have adult beverages. You know, you can get wine. You can get cocktails. You can get beer at some of these different places. But really adds a nice um, dynamic to the Studios parks to have these booths set up. And there are, again, they're all over the place. There are several that are set up around that main music stage venue. But that's not, you know, that's, that's just the tip of the iceberg. And I noticed that even some of like, like the Italy one wasn't necessarily a booth. They just set up in one of the already existing kind of quick service stands. And you could go up there, get drinks, get a couple treats, whatever you might want to have. Uh, so much going on. So many different food options to try. There's really no way that you could do it in one trip. I mean, I guess if you spent the whole day there, maybe you could try something from each booth if you were spreading it around to the family. But... One thing you can do this year is you can actually buy a lanyard. And what the lanyard will do, um, it's called a tasting lanyard, is for $55 plus tax, you can sample 10 different items. And it includes all 13 of those countries that I mentioned. So you go, you buy the lanyard, and then once you go up and order something, they scan it. And um, if you're an annual pass holder, you can actually get one for $65 that will include 15 items. So 10 more dollars, 5 more items. Pretty good deal, actually. Uh, the cool thing about those lanyards is you don't have to use that all in one day. You can actually take that lanyard, you know, get a few items one day, take it home with you, and then bring it back. And I highly recommend if you're considering doing this, uh, tasting, especially if you want to try to taste as much as possible, I think that's a pretty good deal because you're you're dropping the average price. If you if you get the sample 10 items for 55 plus tax, let's say at $560, averaging $6 per item, that's pretty good. Really. Um you're not really gonna be able to beat that. You know, maybe there's some items individually that you might want to try that might be a little lower. Some are going to be a little higher. I think you're going to end up doing okay. But, you know, also the cool thing about this is you're prepaying. You know what you've spent. It's like buying a, diff, a gift card when you go to Disney. You put that money on there, like if you're going to food and wine and use that gift card. And then once it's up, it's up, you know, and that's the deal. The cards don't expire. That's what they say. But now the question is, if you didn't finish it this year, would you bring it, be able to bring it back next year? That I don't know. That would be a very good question, and it is not one that I am prepared to answer. The other question that I would have is, can you use it to get alcoholic drinks? That is something I also don't know, and I'm going to see if I can't maybe do a little quick Googling while we talk about this to see if I can find the answer to that. Right now, I don't know. That seems like that would be a steal if that's true. Looking at my my friends over at Undercover Tourist, here's something that they say about these lanyards. Oh, okay. So they introduced them in 2019. It's not the first year. And that also answers my question about whether or not this was the first year that they've done food. Okay. So they've done food in the past. This is the third year that they're doing the lanyards. This year you get 10 food or beverage, including alcohol. Redemptions for 55. So there you go. There's your answer. Asked and answered thank you again undercover tourist. you are a fantastic resource for such things so yeah that being the case that is an even better deal because alcohol is usually typically going to be more than five or six bucks and you're getting small sizes you better minimize the impact on your wallet for sure the second question i had was Is it possible that these lanyards would carry over year, year over year? And according to Undercover tourists, the answer to that is yes. Because they had leftover credits on their lanyards for 2020 and they worked this year. So there you go. You don't even have to use them all in one year. Pretty fantastic. Hard to beat that. So let me, let me tell you what I tried today. I actually, I didn't try a ton of things because I was by myself. Couldn't do that much damage. But I wanted to try some traditional things, so I started at the New Orleans booth, and I got the jambalaya, which is $5.99. So right there, six bucks. Mixed rice with andouille shrimp, <laughs> andouille sausage, shrimp, chicken, peppers, and tomatoes. If you've had jambalaya, you know jambalaya. And then I also got the étouffée, which is $5.49. New Orleans style creamy stew with crawfish bell peppers, and white rice. The etouffee, it to me was, um, it's it's I mean, it's heavy. It's got like a, a sauce on it. It's a stew. It's a creamy stew. It's got chunks of meat in there with the crawfish. It was good. Don't know that I would get that again. I like the jambalaya a little better, and the jambalaya came with a crawdad on top of it in the shell. And let me just tell you something, little secret, little behind-the-scenes peek at Justin Monroe's life. I've never had a crawdad in the shell like that. I've never eaten it that way. I've had crawfish or crawdads shelled. I guess I've had the meat like in the like it is in the etouffee. Never had to shell one myself. And I was a little nervous about it because I didn't know how to eat it. But let me tell you this. I tore that thing open. Essentially peeled it like you would a shrimp. Ate the tail first because that was the most accessible thing. And I felt the most comfortable doing that. Then I went for the body. I tore it open got the meat out of there. And here's the kicker. I've always heard about people eating crawdads and sucking the brains out of the head. <laughs> I didn't know how I'd handle that situation when presented with it. And I was by myself. Nobody was watching me. Nobody was pressuring me. Well, I didn't suck on it. <laughs> I did tear it open and I ate whatever was in there. So I guess I ate the, the brains, the crawdaddy brains. I ate them and it was good. I liked it. I also tried the Tropical Storm Punch, $6, 9 ounces of traditional Mardi Gras cocktail incorporating rum, orange, passion fruit flavors. It was good. Um, it didn't blow my mind or anything. I, I think you could maybe do better, you know, going with something else. If, if you want that traditional experience with the Mardi Gras drink, then get you a Tropical Storm Punch. But yeah, I don't know. I think I did better in other ways. Over just around the corner right there, still in front of the stage, they had a Bloody Mary booth where you could get either a 9 or a 24-ounce spicy Bloody Mary or a 9 or a 24-ounce mild Bloody Mary. I went for the 9-ounce spicy, so I went for the small one. It was delicious. That's something I would recommend to you. If you like Bloody Marys or even if maybe you're a little eh about Bloody Marys, it was good. It was spicy. Made my nose run, but it was tasty. If you like a little pleasure and pain mixed together, mm mm-hmm. It was good. Do it. If I, if I had a DD probably would have gone for that 24 ounce and it came with a lot more accoutrements attached to it as well. Mine had like a small pickle. It had a uh, okra and it had a couple olives on there. So not really like a meal along with your drink, but if you get that 24 ounce, you, there was a lot more attached to it. You should take a look, look pretty good to me. While I was there, I was doing a lot of tweeting. I was posting things on Instagram. The official Universal Parks account um, interacted with me a few times and recommended that I go try something from the Columbia booth. They said I should they, I should work my way over there and I should get the uh, carnitas arapas. And uh, uh, I did not do that <laughs> because I couldn't find it at first. And I ended up getting the other food. It sounds pretty good. It's 9:25, so that's one of the higher priced items. It's gluten free cornmeal cake pocket filled with avocado carnitas mayonnaise ketchup and it says culantro i don't know that's supposed to be cilantro but maybe it's culantro maybe it's something mixed together could just be a misspelling universal check your website but uh that was recommended so take that with you know universal said buy it maybe because it was an expensive item i don't know (laughs) Uh, i did end up going to the germany booth because hey it's my heritage it's 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 in my genes, it's in my DNA. And I also saw that they had a pork schnitzel slider on a pretzel bun, and I'm not going to turn that down. For $5.99, fried pork cutlet, spicy mustard, braised red cabbage, and guillere cheese, and ooh, boys, it was good. It was very, very good. If you like the schnitzel, you like that pretzel roll that they put it on, I highly recommend it. And it's bigger than $5.99, it's a slider. If you think about what you've experienced, maybe going to food and wine, you get a slider. They're pretty small, maybe a couple bites. This thing, this thing was maybe enough. Like it had a little side of like homemade chips with it. I wouldn't say it was a meal, but it was well on its way. I also tried a beer there and I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to attempt the German pronunciation of this. And then I'll tell you what it is. Akt Schlinkerla Marzen Rausch beer, $7.00. Nine ounce smoked Marzen Oktoberfest style beer. I don't necessarily recommend it. Why? Because to me, it tasted like I was just drinking that liquid smoke flavor. That's mostly what it tasted like. Mm, I'm not a huge fan. It almost kind of gave me like a headache. Maybe try a little something different. If you're wanting a beer, they've got other options. So, I don't know. I like Oktoberfest typically, but you could go to the Canada booth and get a Labatt Blue five bucks, nine ounces. I'm just saying it's an option. Looking around at some of the other things, there are lots of things, like I said, I'd love to try. Bahamas got jerk chicken. They've got a jerk jackfruit as well for $7.49. Would totally do that. Belgium's got a Belgium liege waffle with strawberries and whipped cream and chocolate. Mm. They also have Brussels frites with roasted garlic. Veganese sounds pretty good. Uh, Brazil, Brazil had a, um, this shrimp coconut cream stew that looked pretty good. I don't know that I'm going to try to pronounce anything from the Brazil booth because Andres, I I mean, I know that you love it when I try to pronounce things. I'm not going to give you the, the satisfaction today. Not doing it. Canada's got a beef short rib poutine and a maple donut. You could clean up there in Canada. Cuba's got a Cuban sandwich that looked really good. It looked, it's $7.99. It looked like it would be. It's probably meal-worthy, uh, and they also have flan. Over in France, there's a poached pear creme brulee. What I didn't get in Germany was the—they've got a bratwurst. You can also get a vegan bratwurst, so there's both options, or you could just get a pretzel. Italy's got some desserts. They've got cannoli and Italian rainbow cookies, and then you can also get a arancini, fried risotto, wild mushroom truffle parmesan cheese. Sounds pretty good. That's five ninety-nine. Told you a little bit about New Orleans. That's the typical stuff. You can get gumbo. They've got a shrimp boil, crawfish boil. Uh, They do have a muffaletta sandwich you can get. They've got beignets and twisted taters too. You can get andouille twisted taters, which I would get, but that sounded, oh my gosh. That sounded like a heart attack to me, and I was just like, "Mm, I don't know if I can do that today. Over in Puerto Rico, there's a pernil mofongo. Which is roasted pork, smashed plantains, and onion mojo, five ninety nine, and a picadillo or a picadillo empanada, which I actually was tempted by that empanada. Mm, Love a good empanada. Spain's got charcuterie for you if you're looking for that, and leche frita, crispy fried with crispy fried with condensed milk, vanilla, and cinnamon, 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 five five forty nine. Sounds pretty good. And Trinidad and Tobago. Folori, 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 (laughs) folaro. I'm losing it. I'm losing it, people. It's getting too late. Deep fried spicy split pea dough with turmeric, curry powder, and a side of tamarind chutney or powdered sugar. Sounds pretty good. Uh, And I haven't even listed everything, I've gone through a lot of stuff, but man, so many good options. There's 13 booths. Let's say you got you know want to try one from everything. If you get that annual pass holder 15, 15 count tasting lanyard, you can knock at least one item out from every single one of these booths. And like I mentioned to you, some of these are coming in at close to eight dollars. If you really want to get your money worth, go get that beef short rib poutine. Go get you those arepas. They're nine twenty five. The Cuban sandwich is 8 bucks. If you go get that poached pear creme brulee crepe, that's 9 bucks. You can get your money's worth. You can make bank. The bratwurst with beer braised onions, 9 bucks. So, and that's the food. You know what's funny? Looking back at the beverages, for the most part, they're priced at or lower than the food items. So, take that, my beliefs. What do I know, anyway? Of course, they're giving you very small pores. They don't even fill those tiny little cups up. They're like they're like urine sample cups. <laughs> and you know how the doctors tell you you don't need to fill that whole thing up? Well, they don't fill the whole thing up with drink either, so. Mm. There's a bourbon street coffee. $7. Jack Daniel's whiskey, cold brew coffee, king cake syrup, and lemon juice. Mm. Go get me that one. Let's start the day with that one. But man, I had a good time. The atmosphere is still fun. If if you're worried that maybe the the way that they've modified this festival is Gonna take the spirit out of it. I don't know. I think the street performers are really helping out. They all have high energy They're strategically placed not only at the floats, but around the parks. You can find them. They're dancing. They're interacting with people they're having a good time taking pictures and uh, It's you've got the Mardi Gras music playing. Oh I saw a, a second line too come through so you get a little parade of a little second line playing some uh, uh, Zydeco music, walking around. It's good stuff. The energy's there. People are in a good mood. It's a good time. So I say give it a shot. This was my first experience at the Universal Mardi Gras. I recommend it. I think it was a fun experience. You should totally do it. A couple things I didn't get to, and now you know we've gone 30 minutes, and so I'm going to wrap it up at this point. But... I did do the Born Stuntacular show today, which I'd never done before, and I did the horror makeup show, which was also my first time, first experience with that. Have to give you reviews on those at a later date, but I will certainly do that because I've got thoughts on both of them, and I'll be happy to share them. I would just off the cuff, I'd recommend you see them both. Get in out of the out of the hot weather, go watch a fun show. Both of them packed with surprises and worth your time. So. That's what I'll give you as my high-level overview. We'll we'll do a deep dive later. Maybe we can get the family to go see those shows and we'll talk about it on the on a future podcast. So we're gonna wrap it up. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today and letting me ramble about food. You know how I love my tasty treats. I'm excited for the Flower and Garden Festival at Epcot because there's brand new tasty treats for me to try. I'm going to have to do 100 hard or 175 hard to lose all the weight I'm gaining and all these calories that I'm taking in from all this festival food that I'm enjoying. But uh, I'll I'll figure something out. Hopefully Sam doesn't upgrade to a better model before that time. (laughs) I hope you don't upgrade to a better model of podcast. I hope you hang out with us. Thanks so much for being part of the Monorail family. This has been another good week. Looking forward to a big one next week, kicking off March. Hope you all are interacting with us on the social medias. Don't forget we're morning monorail everywhere at morning monorail. And we've got the, the Gmail is still Monday morning monorail. Everything else is morning monorail, morning monorail fam on Facebook. Make sure you join us there. Interact with us, do all the things. We love you all so much. Have a wonderful weekend. We will talk to you on Monday. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. You can find us on the socials at Morning Monorail. The website is morningmonorail.com and the email is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail 407 917 2144. Thank you so much for being part of the Monorail family. We'll see you next time.